before we, before we get into our episode, we're, I'm going to be letting you guys know, and we are going to be releasing every two weeks now, rather than one week, just for general lack of exciting things happening in this fourth world. And uh, general lack of time in our schedules. <laughs> yes, as the schedule intensifies, we will be seeing you guys every two weeks, rather than every week. We're very sorry and sad about this. But well, it gives us more it time to think to of gives us more time to think of witty comments and funny things to say, just like this. Yep. Okay, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode fourteen of a J and J Sportscast with me, your host James, and your co-host Joseph. Okay, so as usual, we're going to start off with the NFL schedule, and the only remaining game for the NFL season is Super Bowl. Yay! Be happy. But I am not happy because the Patriots got in, one, and number two, because the Saints didn't get in because the refs made a bonehead call. What do you think? The refs blew it, yeah. um, Three things are, um, in life, there are three guaranteed things. Life, death, actually four, taxes, and Brady always wins. (sighs) That guy is, he's like an annoying fly that will not go away and always like, Always gets he says he won't some... go away until he's 45. Yes, and I, I I, hope he goes away long before then. Yeah. I anyway, it. we have this um, this thing where the refs really blew a call in the NFC Championship game where a Rams cornerback destroyed a Saints red receiver before he got there, before, before the, the ball got there. Him. And uh, the refs blew it. And now the re- and the um, NFL and the refs received substantial blowback from the fan base. Oh, yeah. And all of New Orleans and most of Louisiana was not happy at all. A bunch of billboards up going up saying we were robbed, all kinds of stuff like that. Which I mean, makes sense. If I was this was my team and the refs blew a call, I would still be mad about it even two weeks afterwards. Yeah. ESPN reported that Sean Payton didn't come out of his mad keg. Mind cave until a week and a half after. If I was the head coach, I'd probably be mad for the rest of my life. But, so, that's going to be... It'll be interesting to see how the NFL handles calls like these in the future. Yes, they also, I think they made pass interference calls reviewable. I saw a little blurb on that. So, they're taking steps to make sure this kind of crap does not happen in the future. Which is a good thing. Yeah, for any... Yeah, good job, Roger Goodell. Yes, he, he did... He did, he did something right. Good. Anyway, back to the actual game. So, Maroon 5 is doing the halftime performance. Tell us a little bit about that, James. So, I am I like Maroon 5. I like their songs. I like their band in general. I like Adam Levine, whatever. And then, but I'm confused as to why they're performing in Atlanta. Like, most cities would, like, if you're hosting Super Bowl and there's halftime performance of music, you're probably going to want to take some of your, like, your, your native musicians and then have them perform there like they and maroon five from california like and they're not rap and at all, at all and atlanta has very deep roots in rap and hip-hop so i was thinking somebody like if they're gonna do like like travis scott with drake or something like that or any any rapper that's from atlanta but maroon five is a shocker because they're from california i mean it makes sense if they're like if, if the, uh, Super if the Bowl game was, was in la yeah like it make a lot of sense there but this really makes no sense at all. Maybe they're maybe they the NFL just lowered their budget for halftime shows and and was like, hey, anybody want to come perform at the halftime show? And they found they found a, a I mean, a, they're a they're, good band. They're a they're big not, game. They're, they're not bit, bad. The NFL. I think I know why the NFL chose. They just wanted big dibs. 
So they they invited Maroon Five, which is a big name. They invited Travis Scott, also a big game. Yeah, Travis Scott helped cushion the blow to many Atlanteans about why are you not taking some of our local rappers and hip hop people. So that, good good move on their part. I think there's some other rapper or something like that. Yeah. A bunch like I, I, they even asked Rihanna, and they declined for like Colin Kaepernick reasons. I didn't see all of that, but apparently mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of African Americans uh, musicians and People that are on were on Ka- Kaepernick's side are like, no, we're not performing at any NFL games. The I am not hundred percent hundred percent sure what's going on there, but from what I saw, people are st- uh, Kaepernick fans are still mad at the NFL. And I mean, they I I should be. Yeah, I, I, I'm neutral. Here, let, this Kaepernick conversation affair. is very. We're into sports, not politics here. <laughs> so let let's move on. Okay, so then yeah, Maroon Five's doing it. Travis Scott's doing it too. Some other rappers doing it. It's going to be a good game. Hopefully, hopefully, Patriots just don't wreck or wreak havoc on the Rams young team. So we're going to yeah. hope it's a good game. Hope it's not a massacre. What's and, your pick, Jim? Hmm, probably the Pats in this one, just yeah, because me too. they're the Pats and they never seem to I lose. I will follow in the, uh, the fourth through of Lift, Brady Oldswitz. <sighs> uh, yep. That man, so frustrating. So, yeah, we're going to hope it's a good game. Hope it's not a blowout, and good luck, Rams. Okay. Yep. I will go for the Rams. My pick is the Pats, but I will go for the Rams with all my heart, Me all too. my soul, and all my strength. Definitely, all of that stuff. Okay, this concludes our NFL segment. We'll see you guys in the next segment. Welcome to our college basketball segment. Okay, so let's take – I'm gonna, we're going to take you through, you guys, through the SEC Big 12 Challenge results. All right, so we have the SEC Big 12 Challenge. The Big 12 wins 6-4. to four. Unfortunately, Woo-hoo! the big game we lost. Mm. Number 8, Kentucky, beats number 9, Kansas, 71-63. to 63. Diedrich Lawson, let's talk about this game quick. So here's the box score. For Kansas, their leading scorer was Diedrich Lawson, having 20 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists on 7-for-18 shooting. Uh, their net, uh, their next best scorer was Quentin Grimes, scoring tw- thirteen points. Yeah, Kins did not one rebound, play a good two game. assists. No, and Lejared Vick scoring ten points, six rebounds, and one assist on four for nine shooting. For Kentucky, PJ Washington, their leading scorer, had twenty points, thirteen rebounds, and one assist on seven for seventeen shooting. Their second leading scorer, Reed Travis, scored eighteen points, twelve rebounds. Zero assists, which is great. Got to share the ball a little more. Carry on, Johnson. Yay. On seven for 11 shooting. Carry on, Johnson scored 15 points. Wait, is anyone seriously carry on, Johnson? Yeah. That's like a really good Lions running back. Yeah, I think so. I think his name is Carry on, Johnson. So is it the same guy? Oh, never oh, mind. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Never mind. Be very funny. Keldon Johnson, 15 points, 10 rebounds, no assists, and five for nine shooting. But the difference in this game was definitely well, was scoring, but also a little positive thing for Kansas here was that um, Kentucky's bench had no points. No points at That's all. That's crazy. Yep, and then Aga, Agabaji, Agabaki, I don't know, he had seven points off the bench for Kansas. So at only, least they won the bench points again. Yeah, there was not a lot of bench points and or points period in this game. 
Our TCU beat Florida 55-50. Iowa State totally destroyed Old Miss 87-73. Very yay. Old Miss. Taylor Horton Tucker, our leading scorer with 23 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 11 for 18 shooting. Love that guy. Mariel Shayok scoring 17 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist on 6 for 9 shooting. Nick Weiler-Babb, 8 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Michael Jacobson, 6 points, 2 rebounds, no assists. So those are our top four scores. And then for Old Miss, Ty- Ole Miss. Ole Miss, whatever. Old Miss. Brian Tyree, I think that's how you say his name, 22 yeah. points, no rebounds, 1 assist on 9 for 22 shooting. And then this Davis guy, what's his first name? Terrence Davis scored. Uh, um, he scored sixteen, 16 points, points, six rebounds, and four assists on four for fourteen shooting. Brian Hinson, I think, scored yeah. thirteen points. Wendell Wiggington played a huge part off the bench with eighteen points, five rebounds, and two assists. Cameron Lord also was better in this game. We saw more of the yelling. My yard. favorite part of this game was definitely Cameron Yard yelling. Yes. Finally, we got back to the screaming after he dunks it. Got a great alley from one of our guys. Very fired up for that. I just did. Table <sighs> Horton Tucky. Amazing. I love. With the passer. He had eight points, one rebound, one assist. I on love Four for that. four shooting. 100%. Yes, he had a very good. He, was a, he, he had a very good shooting day. Zach Griffin State, even got into the fray with two points. We shot 69% from the field and 79% or seven, maybe it was 76, uh, ver, uh, high 70s. Shooting in the second half, which is outstanding. Outstanding. And outstanding it, game from the Cyclones there. Definitely. It was, it, was so, it was so fun to watch, just seeing your team stamp, yeah. stamp all over somebody. Baylor edges out Alabama, 73-68. Texas A&M um, destroys Kentucky's, or not Kentucky, Kansas State, 65-53. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State narrowly wins against South Carolina, 74-70. Good job, Oklahoma State. Georgia. Highest scoring game so far. Georgia with a high scoring game, 98 versus, versus Texas, 88. And then Tennessee destroys West Virginia, 83-66. No surprises there. Ah, uh, come on, Virginia. Well, Tennessee is the, is the number one team in the country. Which is, and which, West Virginia is 1-6 in the Big 12. Which, that still mystifies me. Oklahoma Vanderbilt. Um, Oklahoma wins, 86-55. Just a real stamping there. Good job, Oklahoma. Yeah. And um, number 14, Texas, edges out Arkansas, 67-64. to 64. Very close. But, yeah, that's the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and I believe that concludes your college basketball segment. We will see you in the next segment. Welcome to our Fortnite segment. So we're going to go through the patch notes for the version 7.20 content update. So a new item that was added is the Sneaky Snowman. So... Use the primary fire button to throw a projectile that creates a destructible snowman. Use secondary fire to wear the sneaky snowman. So sneaky snowman has 100 health and acts as a shield when worn by player. Sneaky snowman is destroyed when its health reaches zero or the player wearing the snowman swaps to a different item or building mode. This is really cool because like... It's basically basically a winter version of a bush. It's a shield bush winter edition. It's super cool. I really like this item. Sneaky snowman camping, boys. It's on. Oh, yeah. If you love camping or or you need to go to the bathroom or something and you're in the circle, 
pronostics no matter just stand still like i recommend throwing down like a couple around you so they won't know which ones to destroy or like hide on the ground with just a singular one or just throw two but it's basically a bush with a shield but you can't build so it's it's like a nerfed but it's like a different version of the bush super cool so you cannot build or use other items but you can movement of all types. It's allowed. So I think you can glide, and you That's can cool. you can actually get knocked out of a vehicle be, by being hit with a sneaky snowman. So I found this out. You can actually throw a snowman at somebody else. Boom! There'll be a snowman. Can't build. Can't shoot. So, that's very good if you're playing a person that is a really good builder. Just throw, them, just throw a snowman at them. They can't do anything for like a couple seconds while they break out of it. Then, then boom, rocket launch them. Pump them in the head. Rocket launch, pump, easy. Very fun, very different. It's a, it'll add a lot more variety to the game. You can also do it with your teammates. Drops in stacks of five can be found in floor loot, chests, and supply llamas. Max stack size of ten. Swap the drop chance of shield potions and small shield potions. So it's about the same with drop chances of small shield potions. And then also, these items are also vaulted. The quad launcher got vaulted. Yes. Why? Why epic? It was overpowered, but it was it was very fun to have. Because and so the part of Fortress I don't care about. But the grappler, too. Come on. Very epic. Fun. Stop vaulting stuff. Yes, and there are even more vault. Even more older stuff being vaulted in the next patch notes so let's see what was so let's see what these are so a bunch of og items are heading to the vault mainly bolt action sniper wow. rifle burst rifle heavy shotgun common uncommon and rare smgs so a ton of items that were then in, in the original game but they're still a compact smg right they're still compact smgs so they'll be they'll be harder to, they'll be harder to find in the early game and I really didn't care for the common, uncommon, and rares just because they're kind of, like, really weak. And I'm much more of a shotgun guy when it comes to close range. Mm, fair enough. And then, I like, the bolt action, it was an inconvenience. Heavy sniper or a hunting rifle, those are those are the ones you're going to go to. Bolt action, it was just there, and it was... Nobody picked it up. It was just like, oh, this was so amazing. When the heavy got added, it's crap. Ignore it. Then, you, then I heavy shotgun... I mean, it would have been nice to have it, but it was kind of random. Like, there, there's pumps and there's tacks. And, I mean, actually, no, it wasn't kind of random. It was decently, I mean, decently planned. If tacks turned into heavies, that would have made sense. But now now we just have a complete line from uh, of pumps. And then we have a gray, green, and I agree with tacks. this decision from Epic. Because, um... There's like the, there's, yeah, like you said, there's pumps, tacks, there's all sorts of shotguns. We don't need the heavy. I agree with that. I really did like it, but the heavy is kind of like a cooler looking version of the gold pump. Like they both did about the same damage. The heavy has only a slightly smaller shot range. So I would choose a, probably a gold pump over a gold heavy any day. So this is also great news for all you mobile players. We're getting mobile control support. So if you have an Xbox wireless controller, or any kind of wireless controller that is compatible with your device, you can now pair it and play Fortnite on a mobile with a controller. Which this, is absolutely amazing and awesome. This is, I think this is probably the best move on Epic Games' part ever since creating Fortnite, because a ton of mobile people are out there like, oh, it's so hard to play our game. 
just because my parents don't let me get an Xbox or I don't know. But if you don't have I a console, feel your, I feel that pain. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of my friends play on mobile too. And it's also good if you're on the road or if like, I don't know, if you have, if you have Wi-Fi. And, if you have like built Wi-Fi in your car. Yeah, or something like that. It's it, it's I mean, it's so genius to give player to give the definitely the weakest game mode a way to play, as well as some of the console people too. As long as you have good FPS and you're decent on you're decent on a console. So this is also great if you want to just masquerade as a as a um as a mobile player who stinks because they're on mobile, just because it's so much harder to play on mobile. You can masquerade as that. You can you can play on mobile. Then you get stuck on mobile servers. If if you get stuck on a server where everybody else is playing on mobile and you're playing on a controller mobile, easy dub. Because you have you have so much more control, so much more sensitivity. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. So now let's talk about the chiller grenade. Yeah. It basic it 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 adds like an icy effect to players when you throw it at them. So it's basically um. It's basically like a chiller impulse, which I think is amazing. It's very fun to troll, to troll noobs with if they're like looking out on the ocean, or if you just want to blast them off a cliff, send them right into the storm, and get, and get killed. It's very fun for trolling. It's also very effective to get away from the storm too. You can throw it behind you. It basically gives you an impulse level blast with ice feet, which is awesome. Which is amazing. I really love this grenade. It's very it's it, it, it's another way to Epic has had so many different ways to increase mobility in the game. This is one of those two. It's also fun to troll with as well, much like the impulse was. It's, it's like a winner version of the impulse. Also, this is a very big one, and I was extremely surprised to hear this. If you guys are diehard Fortnite players or just follow Fortnite news at all, you know that the EDM master Marshmallow has been into the game. He actually won a Fortnite tournament with Ninja. They played together. And I, I like Marshmallow as an artist. I haven't seen him play Fortnite, but from what I've heard, he's pretty good. He's a very cool guy, but he's going to have a live in-game concert at Pleasant Park Saturday, this, this upcoming Saturday, I think, at one o'clock Central Time, two o'clock Eastern Time. It'll be. It's actually its own LTM called the Party at Pleasant Park. What do you think of this? Yeah, this looks really cool. Um. Yeah. By the way. Um. It's re- it has respawns, so you will probably be able to kill each other during the party, which is interesting, I guess. I mean, I think... I guess it's Fortnite. Yeah, so. this is probably... Um, I think this is probably the worst thing that Epic could possibly do in the wake of all the nightclub shootings that we've had. Like, I mean, yeah. like this is, like, eerily, like, reminiscent, like, in... It just... I don't, I mean, if you made an LTM where it'd just be like the disco drop-down event where the ball came down, everybody was like boogie bombing constantly, or everybody was boogie bombing for like 10 seconds. If they made that, only like concert dances, just like waving hands in the air, or maybe you could like use primary fire button to like do one dance, secondary fire, do another dance, it'd just jump around. If they could add, or you could like loot dance moves, and this is all hypothetical if you could like loot dance moves you could you could like actually find like concert dance moves you could loot them from houses that would be amazing i have no idea what's going to happen but i hope that happens just because it sounds really cool so then it'll be its own ltm called party at pleasant park with response enabled what we've already done that we've we've already told them that oh yeah i like so make sure you really got the message then there's also a cosmetic bundle for the event, which will include a marshmallow skin, pickaxe, and spray. 
New word on pricing. I cannot wait to get that skin. You're going to get it? Well, probably not, but I would really like to. Yeah, it, it, from the least I've seen, it looks pretty cool. Kind of like a, I don't know, what. Uh, it's kind of, kind of like that white, I think, Overtaker. The, like the, the white Baker skin, only got the spikes and the helmet. But it's basically, I think, like a smoother version of that. It looks really cool from what I've seen. And there's some leaked animations for the show for that show, DJ Dancing, for which uh, apparently there's going to be a Marshmallow character. And then this is supposedly live. I mean, I have no idea how it'd be live, if it's an LTM that you can play more than once. So I don't think it's going to be live. But there'll be a Marshmallow on stage doing all kinds of DJ things, and dancing, all kinds of stuff. And then Object Leaks have shown stage lights and all kinds of other stuff, all of which will be set up on the stage for, uh, on the football field at Pleasant Park. Which I mean, nice touch on Epic on, on Epic's part to just put out the football field, like most concerts. So it will, uh, it'll probably be. I'm hoping it won't be. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people won't be able to kill each other, but you can jump off a, if you landed away from the concert and jump off a mountain, and then then you can respawn close to the party. That would make sense. Okay, so now let's get into the season week eight, season seven challenges. So Joseph, take us to these. All right, so um, the free challenges. Number one is place a cozy campfire or launch pad in different matches. You have to do that three times. And it's Extremely easy. Five battle stars. Yeah, that's, that really sounds pretty easy. And then you have to build 250 structures, which also shouldn't be that hard. You could just do that while just playing the game. Yeah. That's also five battle stars. And then the last one is search between a mysterious hatch, a giant rock lady, and a precarious flatbed you only have to do that once so it's, but it's worth 10 battle stars that's finding the this week's battle star so just like the giant rock man search between three ski lodges challenge i have the map here so it is it's um it's by lonely lodge it's by by Wailing woods and lonely lodge in between both of those and yeah it's 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 close to the ocean so if you just go straight uh to the right from I don't know which, I don't know which direction is north south north south east west, but if you go directly right from Wheeling Woods, you'll find it on a small hill next to the ocean. So that one's fairly easy. You can look it up online, find it very easily. Then, okay, so the premium challenges. So stage one: visit Paradise Palms and Salty Springs in single match. Stage two: visit Junk Junction and Loot Lake in single match. Final stage: visit Haunted Hills and Wailing Woods in single match. And those are worth one, one battle star per stage. Then, so search chests at Shifty Shafts or Lonely Lodge. That's five battle stars. You have to do seven of those. Yeah, search seven chests at Shifty Shafts or Lonely Lodge. Deal one hundred damage while riding in a vehicle. That is ten battle stars. Explosive weapon eliminations three. So you have to get a three explosive kills. That's worth 10 battles. So any structure you will build will count towards the first challenge. If you want to complete it fast, play LTMs that have an increased harvesting rates so you can get through enough material quickly. Dealing damage while riding in a passenger seat of a vehicle may not too may not be too easy since Epic nerfed the spawn rate out of all of them. You can still use planes, ATKs, quad crashers, and shopping carts to complete this. I yeah, I think um, quad crashers will be the easiest to do this, just riding. Yeah, just running, and then just riding along. Get it close and check out a good player. Yeah, or, or RPGing, or if you're really good at the sniper, snapping them and getting an awesome clip out of it. Then, also, explosive weapons available in all game modes are the rocket launcher, grenade launcher, and grenades. You can progress this challenge by eliminating opponents who are down but not out. 
So use individual weapons. Gotta get three kills with those. That one's also very simple. Then specific spot that we already indicated for the grabbing the um, battle star for the season. Then use vehicles to move faster on the map and visit several areas in a single match. The the way I did this was I just grabbed I just went, I just went landed at frosty fights three times. Grabbed a plane. Didn't get a didn't get a weapon. Grabbed a plane and flew out and dug out all those and flew straight into the ocean or flew right into a heavily populated area and just danced. <laughs> um, that that one's also fairly easy if you just want to land at Frosty and get a plane. Then, so for the week nine challenges, what are those? Alright, so the week nine challenges, which are supposed to, these are leaked, they're supposed to be released tomorrow, right? Yes. Alright, so hopefully that this isn't fake news, but um, anyway, they're hit three trash pans with an ice book. You have to do that three times. Use a sneaky snowman. Complete three time trials with the X Force Nut Stormwind Clade. I hate that one. Yeah, that kind of sounds crappy. Get some shotgun limbs. Well, I don't know how much, how many. We'll find out tomorrow. Eliminate opponents at Junk Junction or Retail Row. Also, don't know how many. Then land out at Retail Row. You have to land at a bunch of places like Retail Row, Frosty Fights, Haunted Hill, Shifty Shafts, and Dusty Divot. Then the last one is dance at three damned locations. So there's a lot of that is not released here, but there's there's not there's not really hard. These these are not really hard per se, except for the um except for the complete three time trials. I have not seen what those are. Hopefully they're not that hard, but this will be a fairly easy week. But I, I this, this will probably be a fairly easy week from the look of things. But um, the, I don't know about the hit three trash bins with an ice buck. I mean, that one seems fairly easy, depending on what the definition of trash bins are. Okay, so I believe that concludes our Fortnite segment. We will see you guys in the next segment. Thank you for listening. Please favorite our podcast, and we will see you in the next episode.